0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.
1: Hello, I'm Bill Winston and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have another exciting teaching for you today. Praise God. We're going to be talking about the revelation of royalty, the revelation of royalty. You see, the Bible calls us royalty. Matter of fact, Jesus, as he was raised from the dead, is now seated in heavenly places. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, we are seated there with him, together with him. Now, he's on a throne. We're seated with him. Now, think about this. On a throne, when somebody comes in to a royal court, they have to usually stand, you see. I mean, angels stand before God, so forth and so on. Nobody sits. The only people that sit are the royal family. Praise God. You and I are seated together with him in heavenly places. Now, this means a whole lot because how you see yourself really affects how you conduct your life. And so we're going to find out more about this. Get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready and take some good notes now. Let's go into it. It's called Revelation of Royalty. Once you come into the kingdom, you are a new creature. Got it? So if the enemy would try to do anything many times, he tries to hold us back through something called condemnation. He tries to remind us of the past. So God says in his word over in Isaiah 43, over in Hebrew, he said, your sins and iniquities, I will what? Remember how how much? No more. So once you get born again, that's a good reason to be born again, isn't it? That God wipes the slate clean in your life. Isn't that wonderful? Now, the idea about that is that we have to renew our minds to that so that our faith will rise so that we could obtain precious promises, and once you are free from condemnation, faith grows to miracle-working power. I'll say it again, once you are free from condemnation, faith grows to miracle-working power. Now what, what is God out to do? He is out to bring you and I back into perfect fellowship with him, where Adam was before the fall, where Jesus was when he walked the earth. He wants to bring us into that perfect fellowship with him. That's the object of righteousness. And so with us concentrating on our past, you can't get to the future. So what you've got to do is forgetting those things that are, come on, behind, and reach forward to those things that are before you press toward the mark, because the enemy tries to put barriers to your success and your freedom out there, but God says that you've been delivered from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, and if you've been delivered, you ain't going to be delivered. You already been delivered, and what you got to do is walk in that deliverance. Now, we're going to talk about some things in here. It's going to be tight, but it's going to be see, I had to accept the fact that I've been delivered. I'm delivered. I am delivered. And see, once I confess that, then by the Spirit of God, the subconscious leads me to the Scriptures that I confess that'll break the power of the devil over my life, because the Word is alive. It is sharper than any two-edged sword and designed to cut that spiritual cord that's holding you back from your past, from your future. Now, what is that doing? That's taking me out the way, It's putting Jesus in there. All right, so here is God now that uh, wants us to put us in touch with the fullness of who we are. Now let's go now over to, well, I can take you several places right now, but I'm going to slow down. Let's go to Ephesians. Chapter 1 please. Ephesians chapter 1. Okay, look what it says in Ephesians chapter 1 and look at verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him when before the foundation of the world. Say I'm chosen. I'm chosen, all right? Chosen. All right. Now I told you about my story on chosen, right? When I was unsaved, come on, somebody say, he was unsaved. He was I was unsaved, went into them bars at night, you know, with the boys, and the lady was looking at me, and she looked kind of halfway sharp too, and I'm, I'm single, I'm, I'm with the boys, and I'm looking at them, but my peripheral got her covered, <laughs> and, uh, and, and and, she kept looking at me, and I told the boys, I said, boys, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be with you. It looks like I've been chose. Are you following what I'm saying? (laughs) Now, the reason why I tell you that story is because I was picked out. See, you've been picked out of your family. Picked out. Come on now, you've been picked out of that neighborhood. (laughs) Picked out. Come on, come on now, he saw something in you over on the the west side that he Are you following what I'm saying? Now I'm supposed to come in here and get a spiritual education, because the same folk I've been picked out of, I'm going to be planted in. Why? So they won't go to hell. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. All right. Now, look what it says here. Look at verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. This is a prayer that I pray just about every day. Pray it for myself and for the church. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and what? revelation in the knowledge of him. You have to pray for these promises. God doesn't, these things are not automatic. You have to pray these things. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, the Amplified says flooded with light, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You and I were never designed to go somewhere we couldn't see. All right? Now look at the next part, verse 19, and what is that exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, where? In heavenly places. So, where is Jesus? Right hand of the Father. Is he standing or sitting or kneeling or what is he doing? He's sitting. Am I right about it? All right, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but in the world to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. To the church, which is his body. To the church, which is his body. Do you have a body? When somebody goes downtown and you see somebody in the car and you just see the head, do you say, boy, I saw Bill Winston's head downtown tonight? (laughs) No. You know wherever the head is, come on, come on, come on, come on verse 23, which is his body? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now that's the whole sermon itself, but let's, let's just work with this. Now he's ahead with the body. He's sitting down. Where? The right hand of majesty. Let's go down to verse four, chapter two. Have you got it? But God, who is rich in mercy, for with his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ by grace are you saved? and has raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." Glory to God. Well now, where is he? What is he doing? Where are we? What are we doing? Now here's a revelation for you of royalty. Anywhere in the Bible, can you see around the throne of God any angel sitting? Because he ain't royalty. You can't sit in the presence of God, Unless you on God's level, unless you're in his class. Are uh, you following what I'm saying? You got to be in the God class. You are, you are his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. So you can sit there. But angels can't sit, they gotta stand. Don't nobody come into the throne room of a king and sit. Are you kidding me? They stand and say what they want. Say amen to that. But you are seated. You know why? Because you are royalty. Now you got to get this, because we're going to do some things and help you get this, because you need to know who you are. Because who you are has a lot to do with your behavior. If, if you, (laughs) if, if you, if you are royalty, and you know that you're a king, well, you know we left off last time, is there no king in you? And you know that you're a king, A king does not have to fuss. Come on now. Your days of fussing in your house would be over because you are above that. See, there are certain things that would affect your behavior if you knew you were royalty say amen to that. God is a king. You are his children. You can't help but have the same DNA in you as he has in him. Even from the time you first got born again, two angels were right right there with 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 with, with tablets of paper, taking down notes, recording who it was, what time it was, what church it was, everything. And the moment that was over, phew, they went back to heaven. And start writing your name in the big books that car- Come on now, all this is taking place in the spirit. You know why? Because a royal child just got born. See, see th- <laughs> See, if you are royalty, there are certain things that are beneath you. Come on now. You you don't have to cuss nobody out, cause that's beneath you. Come on now. You ain't got to steal from nobody because you got plenty. And when you ride by, you don't need to look out the window. Hey girl, where my money? You you just give them the the queen's wave, (laughs) say, while they walking. (laughs) There are certain things that you would not accept if you were royalty. You would not accept it. The only reason you accept it, because you're still dealing with low life. (laughs) It's time to go into the high life. No. The only reason you're still acting like that. Royalty doesn't act like that. So your low self-esteem or people with low self-esteem act low. Now you need to come out of that. Because I'm trying to take you somewhere that only royalty can go. It's called the King's Highway. Come on, somebody with me up in here. Yeah, I'm seated with him. I'm fellowshipping with God. And remember the unique thing about fellowship? You cannot fellowship with somebody below you. That's a revelation for you. Try it, try to fellowship with somebody below you. You can't do it. Y'all can't see eye to eye. God talked with Moses face to face, but notice what he told Moses, I'm going to make you a god to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a king. I know I'm kind of working you over now, but I'm working you over so when you leave here today, you will let low life go. This is the last day, because God's got precious promises for you that only can be received by royalty. Other folk can't receive it. Are you with me? Let's go to Romans chapter five, please. It's real, ain't it? Folks, when I got a hold of this, this is when things start really manifesting for me. Start really manifesting for me, see? Because I I saw who I was, and I saw a scripture that said, and God said, and God created man in his own image and after his likeness, and he said, let them have dominion. Notice the priority before the likeness, likeness means conduct or or function or how you operate. Notice before likeness is image. So if you don't see yourself like this, you can't act right. And if you can't act right, you can't take dominion. can't do it. Ain't no king going to fuss with you. All the king says is off with his head. (laughs) He don't even move, don't even raise his voice. Come on now. Well, let me tell you folks, when you rise up and get this like it's supposed to be gotten, answered prayer and you talking with God will be just a daily activity. A daily activity. Oh yeah. There, there's some good things God got for you, but they come through knowledge of God. God's been saying some things about you. As a matter of fact, your name is in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all with? Yeah. All right. We said go to Romans. What did we say? Yeah. Romans chapter five. Oh yeah, I had to learn this, because I live in low life, and that low life is a hard life, brother. That thing will put some miles on you. Yeah. Come on, some of y'all know, some of them say amen. Yeah. What it said in verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned, by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall do what? Reign in life by who? one Jesus Christ. Now, that reign in life by one Jesus Christ, uh, the Amplified says, reign as kings. And we're not talking about the life that you're going to have a thousand year reign with Jesus. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right up in here, right up in here, right now. With all these tornadoes and all this starvation and all these uh, tsunamis, whatever else existing, you were chosen to be here in this hour. But if you know anything about the life of Jesus, Jesus was fearless. He was fearless in the face of storms. He was absolute ruler over the laws of nature. He had no sense of inferiority. He had no sense of fear in the face of death. He was fearless in storms. He was master over Satan and all of his forces. He also had no sense of lack. He had no sense of, of this, this, this uh, uh, fact that he should be inferior to anything. And do you know what he said in 1 John? As he is, you are too. Come on now. As he is, so are we in this world. So he came, and what he was trying to do was he was trying to demonstrate how you and I are supposed to be. All right, let's go to Matthew's Gospel chapter 14, please. Matthew chapter 14. Is this the right bunch that I'm talking to? Amen, Matthew chapter 14. I'm just going to talk about it. Can we talk? Yeah. All right. So, here is Peter. Peter's in the boat with the rest of the uh, disciples. So what happened to Peter is, is uh, Jesus came to them, they were toiling uh, because they were trying to make headway, but the winds were contrary, the winds were against them. And then Jesus came to them at the fourth watch of the night, walking on the sea. And they cried out for fear. Um, and, and, and said it's a spirit. Well, that's a revelation right there. And, and so Jesus said, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Now Peter, you know how Peter was. Don't y'all know how Peter was? Peter said, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said what? Come. And Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The water walking wasn't the hard part. The hard part is to get out of the boat with, of that unbelief. (laughs) Because really, the moment you come here and you get a revelation and you go back home to baby them and and Bubba them and so forth, they're going to try to reset your identity. They, they, they ain't going to try, and you got to watch that because I told you the law of association says either you're becoming like them, come on, or they're becoming like you. There is no middle road, folks. This thing is kinetic. It'll always be moving, and also if you associate too long with small-minded people who limit themselves. It's going to either frustrate you, it's going to either make you lose time, or you're going to become small minded too. Say amen to that. And that's what I had to do. I had to get out of the boat, man. I had to get uh, I, I know they were talking about me, and they talked about Peter when he was getting out. But see, he's he's after something. He's after his fullness. He, he wants to know Who he really is. And God will call you out on the water to show you not only who he is, but who. You all got potential that has never been tested. So it's, it's so comfortable in the boat, in there with all that unbelief, talking about how bad it is, gas prices going up, and so on. Listen here, here's a righteous thought. The Bible says the thoughts of the righteous are right. Here's a righteous thought for you. Suppose you lose your faith. Didn't Jesus, when they needed some food, didn't he take two fish, Five loaves and fed everybody. Am I right about it? How about in the Old Testament? Here's a woman on her last meal, and Jean, the man of God said, Feed me first. She sold that, and next thing you know, the meal became the multiply. I'm talking about every time she came back for a meal, there was some fresh oil. Fresh oil. And it, <laughs> Lord have mercy, and and notice it kept multiplying. Could it be that you could fill your car up today, and every time you sleep at night, fresh oil? Uh, listen, I, you follow what I'm saying? I'm saying we don't consider that because we're not thinking up here. The enemy still got us complaining about how bad it is. Well, you are a king. Fix it. praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, again, that's called Revelation of Royalty. Now, what are we doing with this teaching? We're giving you a revelation of who you really are as a believer. Now, what we're saying is that royalty is not just a title. It's a manifestation of redemption. You and I, because of Adam's fall, we had fallen to low life. But now, because of Jesus Christ paying the price for our sins, we have been redeemed back to high life. And when you go to that high life, all the wealth and everything comes with that royal uh, class that you have not been brought into. And without financial empowerment, in fact, your royalty will be in question. So now, when we're talking about royalty, let's take an example blind Bartimaeus. Here he was, he was on the roadside, he was begging. Now, Jesus was passing by, and he cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me, thou son of David. Now, <laughs> David saw himself as a king. So notice how Jesus pointed to a royal address here in this, in this revelation here of this blind Bartimaeus. He saw Jesus at that same address. He saw Jesus as a king. And I'm telling you, he, Jesus is the king of kings, Praise God. He is the Lord of Lords. You see, what he got, you got that same status also. This is a powerful teaching. The address and phone number are on your screen. I want you to order it right away. A lot of God's people are sitting in, we're worshiping God, we're dancing and so forth and so on, but they don't really know who they are. And because of that, they're in the same address that they were 10, 15 years ago. God wants you to increase, praise God, because you are royalty. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. Until next time, keep walking by faith.
0: Once you received Jesus as the Lord of your life, you were engrafted into God's royal family. You are a child of the King, and the authority of the kingdom is within you. Before you can exercise your kingship, you must have a revelation of your royalty.
1: You and I are getting to the promised land, but but you can't go into that land with the wrong image. You you gotta have the right image of who you are, what it says, and who God is.
0: In this new series by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll learn that you are seated in heavenly places with God because you are royalty. There are
1: certain things that would affect your behavior if you knew you were royalty. Say amen to that. God is a king. You are his children. You can't help but have the same DNA in you as he has in him.
0: Order revelation of royalty today and Dr. Winston will explain why the Holy Spirit is the one who tutors you to act like a king why royalty is not just a title but a manifestation of your redemption why you need to speak only the word of god and much more
1: before it got taken back satan still had the power but he doesn't have it now jesus stripped him of all his authority everything that adam lost jesus got it back watch this and gave it to you
0: to order your copy of revelation of royalty simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303. Buy bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. God desires that we live the good life that he intended. To do this, we must have a revelation of royalty. Order your copy of Revelation of Royalty today. Hello, this is Bill Winston,
1: and I'd like to share with you a new book that I've just written. It's called Miracles in the Marketplace. Now, traditionally, we thought of miracles happening when people get sick and get a miracle or something's wrong with them physically, they get a miracle. Now, miracles can happen in education, in government, in business, in economics, anywhere. And you can have a miracle in your life. We're up against things and challenges today that, let me tell you, the natural solutions just won't do it. We need a miracle. Well, this book develops not only a miracle mindset, but how you can produce miracles in your life. It is a phenomenal book. Powerful. Praise God. You need to get it today. This is Bill Winston saying God bless you and keep walking by faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our
0: loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.